We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your post-Christmas MHB edition. I'm your host, Ricardo Navas. And with me today, we have host pregame and co-founder of Streambeat, Frankie G. What up? How we feeling? Merry, merry, post-merry Christmas. Almost happy new year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Uh, to all those who celebrate, we love y'all. Uh, would love y'all and listen. What a what a Christmas Day game that he got off. Obviously on Christmas, I'm I'm, I'm not a tyrant. I don't make I don't make us do post games on uh, on Christmas Day. But I, I was at the game with Christian Hernandez, Nikias, Alex, so, you know, whole whole Solana, whole former Heat beat litany of people. Watched the game, had a great time, and enjoyed a sensational performance from Jaime Hawkins Jr. Frankie, which we're going to talk about today on the pod. I think today's a great day to kind of discuss kind of how we feel about his season uh, as of now to kind of talk about how, you know, we feel his his ceiling is. I saw Leif from Five on the Floor uh, tweet out, maybe no ceiling applies to more than one person. We can get into that. That's quite the claim. And I, I want to listen, Chef Trilly. Um, famous Heat tweeter, uh, janitor of the uh, Kaseya Center. Uh, he tweeted, listen, we got to push this Jaime Jaquez six-man-of-the-year narrative. And I, for one, agree. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. That's kind of what's on the docket for you guys today. But Frankie, let's start with yesterday and kind of move our way around. 31 and 10. That's mm. Those are big boy numbers on Christmas on a night where Jimmy Butler's out. The nation is watching, right? Even non-basketball fans are watching on Christmas. His performance was, that's like a breakout. Holy shit, this guy's good. 11 of 15 shooting. No turnovers. Incredible. The no turnovers uh, on the national stage like that. Uh, just 
the efficient shooting, of course. I mean, anybody can have a hot night in the NBA, but to be 11 and 15, no turnovers, and really like your first primetime performance in the NBA, uh, like that, like that's you know that he's had national games like that in in college. He's he's played in uh, the Final Four. He's he's played a lot of big games in college. But like when you're in the NBA, it's it's a little bit different. And and when you're doing it on Christmas Day. Uh, it, you know, a lot of that's when people are a lot of people are tuning in for the first time. They're like, hey, football season's pretty much over. My teams are out. Let's watch some some national spotlight games and let's see who's who's who. And Hakez is legit. He's legit. He's so fun. It's uh, I'm so glad he's ours. And the 49ers Ravens game that was going on at the same time was awful. <laughs> Brock Purdy's a fraud. Um <laughs> So Hawkins had the the game against Milwaukee, which I, I would argue that that's his like breakout game. You know, he, he played a sensational game, the one that they lost where Jimmy was out. This felt different, Frankie, yeah. because, you know, Jimmy's out and they won. That one, you know, Jimmy was out and they lost, although he played a great game. And it's just, I, I did hear Monica McNutt on the broadcast was kind of hard on him. Mm-hmm. Um so probably not the best. I was at the game, so I, I couldn't, I can't tell you what the broadcast said, but I, I saw, I could tell from Twitter, people were not happy about his coverage, but listen, I think the game kind of speaks for itself, Frankie. And let's kind of just, you know, on a, on a night when without Jimmy, their half court offense looks anemic. And the second he starts going his post-ups, what he does off the dribble, what he does in pick and roll, all the stuff, all the little things he provides on offense are what they're bad at, Frankie. They don't get anybody. He goes, Frank, I think the most impressive thing he does, Frankie, is he gets to the rim. You Dude. know, like he'll twirl and spin and kind of like work his way either with the footwork or the ball handling. That is like the element of the of the Heat's offense that they've been looking for since, since Bubble Gogi. <laughs> it really is. Uh, some stats from our own John Jablanca, uh, a.k.a. John Jagenda. Um, he, he takes about the same amount of rim field goal attempts as Jimmy this year. Actually, a little bit higher per 100 possessions. 6.9 for Jaime, 6.4 for Jimmy. Uh, he's shooting 65% um, inside, 40% rim frequency, 80, 80 for 122 and uh, 59% are assisted. That's usually like on cuts. Uh, and he's doing a lot of it with Jimmy off the court too. Uh, he's averaging 17 points per 75 possessions on 55% effective field goal percentage, 59% true shooting from a rookie, guys. And he's giving you, without Jimmy on the court, 62% on eight rim field goal attempts per 100. Like He's doing a lot. Say that again? For, say that again. 62% on eight rim field goal attempts per 100 possessions without Jimmy Butler on the court. He's, by the way, I mean, Jimmy's finishing this season. He's at 53.7%. That's not good. No. The fact that, <laughs> that Jaime is giving you that, I believe Duncan's their best finisher. He's at 61%. Hawkins might be more. Uh, Hawkins is at 64%. I think Tyler's also a little on the low end. Regardless. Yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's at forty eight percent. Yikes! That but Tyler's got such a small sample that the one Detroit game uh, really affected him. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's absolutely true. He'll get the he'll get the numbers up again. By the way, quick quick aside, I was looking at Jaime, and, and we're gonna get into some of these other stats. Tyler Hero is shooting seventy two percent in isolation. 
and the Heat are scoring 1.39 points per possession on Tyler Hero isolations. That is incredible. So they're getting insane production out of him. Cooking. For, but yeah, Frankie, Jaime, I mean, the, the stuff the stuff on post-up, so uh, via NBA stats, you know, the Heat are getting 1.07 points per possession on a Hawkes post-up. That's crazy as a rookie. I mean, about 67th percentile, which is above average. Again, this is a rookie who is like doing that and it's with footwork. And mm-hmm. the best thing is, is that you feel good. You feel good when he does it. Because when he does, you know, the Frankie, I, I've talked about this play and I don't know if you remember it. It was against the Knicks and he's posting up on the right block and he had been killing New York. It was that game that they blew the big lead. He'd been killing New York and New York decided that they were going to double a rookie. Which is like ultimate respect that Tom and this is not like I mean I know we laugh at the Knicks but like Tom Thibodeau is like a good defensive coach yeah and he's like we're doubling the rookie (laughs) he the Knicks start sending help on his blind spot and he's in the post and he spins away from the help and throws a across the body pass to a three point shooter at the top of the key. That di- that's such a degree of difficulty that I could not believe that a rookie did. And it's just his feel for the game. His post-up numbers speak for that. I know you had some other post-up numbers that you told me about that were incredible off the pass. He's been so good at all those other things that this team has desperately lacked. He brings a sense of control with his body movement and his uh, decisiveness, all his decision-making, like there there's, you know, me and Siobhan and, and Tiff were talking about this. Like at this point of the season for us to like be only able to point out like a handful of times at most, or like, I don't see what he, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Like that, that is very rare from anybody, especially from a fucking rookie. You get five times a quarter from Josh Richardson. No, I love you, Jay Rich. But Jaime Hawkins probably has that in, in all season, if that. Uh, you know, you can even his mistakes you can understand for the most part. It it slips out of his hands or something like that. It, it's not 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 much decision making mistakes, and that's where you love to see. Um, shout out to our our friend friend of the program, Mark Schindler. He just dropped a Hawkins article on bettingodds.com. He had some great stats here about his post game. Uh, Hawkins posts up roughly 1.5 times per game. 42 times total, including pass outs. Uh, he ranks second out of the out of six uh 65 players in post-up efficiency, generating 1.381 points per possession. That's a crazy number, by the way. For reference, Jokic, the MVP, averages uh 1.198, and Embiid averaged 1.126. He's been more efficient than those two and in post-ups. It's the passing and the assists and Credit to the Heat shooters because I think that those guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero when he's played and even even guys like Jimmy uh, to an extent, you know, like all these guys, Caleb Martin, who's uh, kind of shooting better as of late up to 38% from three after a really rough start. Kyle Lowry at 44% from three. Josh Richardson uh, has been shooting better as of late. So these guys who are shooting the ball really well are helping Hawkes kind of get these, like, helping the offense move because these guys need, you know, most of these guys need their field goals assisted. 
Yeah. And the way that Hawkes is moving the ball, grabbing help, as we talked about the Nick game and, and in conjunction with Frankie stats, they're moving. Frankie, I've loved the way that they've moved the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's kind of been that connector piece that they need on the floor to kind of get in from their star players to their shooters. Or sometimes he's the star player in the offense <laughs> last night. So I, I'm just like, I'm like so happy. No, it's, it, I mean, when we talked about him on draft beat, uh, we highlighted how smart he was. Like his feel is insane. Just knows where to be all, all the time, knows how to play. Uh, he moves the ball so well, knows how to take good shots within the flow of the offense, but knows when to be aggressive, knows when to attack, how to attack a closeout, knows how to use his body, knows how to use his balance. Um, and, and that's why he's so good. Cause he doesn't have to force the issue. It's just, you know, I'm going to get mine within the flow of the offense. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to take charge and, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to help everyone, uh, by being the player, the team needs at this time. And that's really difficult to say and really difficult to do. It sounds easy. Just do what we yeah. need, but to execute it is another thing, especially as, as a first year player, I don't care his age. He's a first year NBA player. And he's looked very smooth, very controlled, very disciplined, um, uses his body so goddamn well. He bumps and creates space inside so well, uses the post-ups, uses the flicks, the little uh, up and unders, the scoops. He he knows how to use everything in the book. Uh, he, he, he reminds me a little bit about, uh, we used to talk about Goron's iron shoulder. He Dude, what a, what a great comparison. Yeah, man. He just knows how to use it. He, he's not... An overly explosive athlete. We know the uh, the vertical is there, but he's uh, his athleticism comes from his balance, his body control, and in a lot of ways like Jimmy Butler. That's where his athleticism shines, his strength and and body control. Shout out to a uh, chat member and and perennial listener Bronx Joker who saw that we went live. Said I stopped watching Hunter Hunter to watch this. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat, we fucking love and appreciate y'all rocking with us on Boxer Day. Boxer Day, day after Christmas, December 26th. Is it a boxing day? Box is it boxing day? Boxer. I don't know. I, I just know boxing. that I just know that there's a lot of English soccer on, and my team, Liverpool, won two to nothing. Uh top of the table, lads, by the way. Fuck you, Austin Villa. Fuck you, Arsenal. Fuck you, City. We're a top baby. So I'm a happy guy, man. My team's at the top. The Heat got a win on Christmas. Shit's looking good for us. Frankie, Hawkes is, we kind of talked about like kind of those 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 other things, the, the passing, all, all, all that stuff. Shooting the ball, great. Shooting yeah. the ball, 38% from three. He's been money from the corners, which is like, for a Eric Spolstra offense, so on, I believe on one of the corners he's shooting. I'm, I'm trying to. I had the sap pulled up. He's shooting an insane amount from one of the corners, and the Heat are just a really good corner team. So the left corner, uh, he takes a lot. His shot density is like incredibly deep, which is good because Miami, the way that the Heat run their offense, they, you know, it's it's a lot of pick and when they go downhill, it's a lot of pick and roll, and teams overhelp off that corner. Because you want to prevent Jimmy from getting to the line, mm-hmm. you want to prevent Jimmy from getting to the rim, and you want to help. You want to help get a guy in between Bam and the rim on the roll. Really, Tyler's not kind of going to create enough offense going downhill. 
So you really need to stop like these guys that are like kind of feasting. I mean, Tyler's doing a lot of damage in the mid range from three. You know, that's kind of like his game. These are the guys that kind of go downhill, even Hawkes. But when you have a, that guy in the corner hitting shots, it's much harder to help. And if you saw during like the Jay Crowder, some of those Jay Crowder games, some of the Andre, a lot of the Andre Godali games, PJ Tucker in the playoffs, Frankie, you see good teams just cheat off those guys. And yeah. be like, I don't care if that guy catches the ball. He's not going to hit enough of these threes for it to matter. And what matters more is shutting Miami's water off, which is getting free throws. And they have. So Hawkes being able to hit that corner shot is so huge for the offense. I, I, I want to see a little bit more of him doing some hammer with Duncan because I think he could do some fun relocation stuff, get an even deadlier shooter in that corner off movement where he thrives. So there's even another level where their offense can go because they're not doing a ton of that right now. Duncan and PJ were like, I, I, Frankie, I love those. Op- I love that action, that PJ yeah. hammer screen for Duncan to relocate to that corner. You know, just two good shooters. But that is, I think, so critical, hit, Frankie, his shooting. And he hits them in big, big moments, man. A lot of fourth quarter threes. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I th- the first one uh, that comes to mind is the Memphis game, uh, the dagger three in the corner to just put him away. This just got the guy, a uh, real experienced guy, um, been in a lot of big moments in college, and he's not afraid of those moments. You could tell uh, he's a UC, a California kid, UCLA local kid, wore 24 in college. You know, you know who he looks up to. Uh, it's no, no, no way around it. You know, he admires that Kobe. Uh, he admired, he's admired Jimmy since before they, they were on the same team together. He, he likes the big moments. Uh, and you know, he's smooth, he's composed. Um, I really enjoy how, um, he really has, I, I talked about his body control a little bit, uh, in the post-ups, but it's just all over in, in the shooting, you know, um, his shooting and mid, his mid range. And we haven't even seen a lot of his mid range jumpers no. yet. Um, but he that's something he really was comfortable in in college and for him to expand his rage uh open up the cap catch and shoot which it you know like you mentioned how important it is for the heat uh but as a rookie as a role player like the catch and shoot is one easy way you can get involved offensively just be be there hip shots off your star uh teammates and he's done that excellently uh while at expanding his game when the team needs him to and his body control um and on defense on offense you know using those shoulders using that strength keeping that balance that's why he's so good getting to the uh to the rim and uh you know me and kelly o'burner um we're talking about it today how how some of his uh fouls like they're they're borderline like like he could he could be getting to the line a little bit more if the if they, they get he got some respect I think some of it is just that he's so good at getting space that they're not really fouls. Like he's just creating space. Maybe when they start sending bigger, stronger defenders at him, we'll see some more of that fouls called towards him. And he's more on the scouting report. But uh, I think he's just going to get some uh, easy. uh, He's not going to get the respect right away because he's so good at creating space and not relying on it. He's trying to get space to make the shot. He's not trying to, you know, get the get the free throw or get the end one. He's just trying to make the shot. He's trying to make the shot. So you mentioned catch and shoot. He's shooting 38% from three off catch and shoot jump shots, which is great. That left corner, by the way, I got the percentage shooting 40% from that left corner. Again, that's big time. He's also shooting 40% uh, above the break, which Mm. I think that's an important playoff shot to be able to hit. 
yeah. Frankie, because A, if he's a screener, and, and they haven't done a lot of pick and pop with him, but they do play him at the power forward spot a lot of times. And I think in lineups where you play him and Bam together at that four or five at, at with Jimmy there as well, I think that you can you you can kind of get some interesting matchups, kind of him screening for Kyle, for Jimmy, and a little pick and pop. And he's since he's good at the above the break threes. A team like Milwaukee, Frankie, I think something like that's huge. I think another way, because Milwaukee, you know, they, they do they don't drop as deep without Bud uh coach Bud there anymore, but obviously Brooke Lopez, you know, they they've they they've kind of moved away from their trapping. They're they're playing a little bit more drop. Uh, which is kind of where Miami wants to be. I think the other kind of interesting part about him being good from above the break is, as we've seen Eric Spolster do, if if you try to hide a so-so defender on the other, you know, not, so that they're not on Bam, so you put them on the other four, because uh, they're not going to put them on Jimmy because Jimmy's will hunt that. You just start flipping the handoff and having Jaime do it instead of Bam. Now you have Duncan or Tyler getting that guy in a drop or getting that guy in actions. And now you're overhelping. You're probably going to help off Bam's guy. Bam can be in the dunker spot. Jaime is such a good passer. He's mm. on the short roll. Every so it's so much of that is so important because he's a threat from so many different spots on the floor. And that's it's just it's just it's just big time, man. It's just he has been a godsend for them. And again, you may look at 14 points a game, four rebounds, two and a half assists. That goes so much be more beyond the box score. I feel like I saw that Chef Truly tweeted this before. You gotta like almost hit the over on every Jaime point total recently. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like 17 over, right? It's like <laughs> it's almost automatic at this point. Jimmy's out for sure over. Oh, dude, over all the way. And I want to talk a little bit about his um six man of the year candidacy, Frankie, because is there a runaway guy? I don't think so. I, I, and, and again, this is, so, uh, this is we're stealing content from Chef Trilly today. I, I kind of agree that there's no runaway guy this year. He's playing, if they are good, you know, not that they're healthy, well, they're not healthy yet. Jimmy's out. But once they, once they have, you know, make their run, because Eric Spolster teams always make a run, if they finish top four, top three, I think he should get some, a lot of consideration considering how good he is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, no doubt. Um, I'm, I'm just looked it up real quick. Uh, Sporting Bets Dime had, um, a, a week ago had Austin Reeves as the favorite uh, at plus 250. 
He's already better than Austin Reeves. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. And I think trending upwards. Uh, it's like Tim Hardaway Jr., Cole Anthony. Those are the, the favorites right now, uh, according to betting odds. Jaquez, plus 9,000 a week ago. Uh, I think you could sneak some money in there. I think you could sneak some money in there. I mean, I think Reeves is a. I think Reeves is going to get a lot of media love, but the Lakers yeah. aren't doing so hot. And I, I think that we just got to really push an agenda here. We got to sure. make this. We got to bring this to the national audience. Yeah, he, he might not win Rookie of the Year. Uh, it's going to be hard. Chet's having an incredible season. Uh, he's probably an all-star, so, it, you know, he's it's well-deserved. Uh, Wemby is a fraud. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but Hakez legitimately is – I think he's capable of, like, looking at these names, like, the good players, but, like, there's nobody uh, – absolute favorites, Benedict Matherin, Emmanuel Quickly, Nas Reed. Like, they're good players. Good players. Uh, but like I, I think Hawkins could steal it with a couple more big showings, continue improvement, and the Heat um, success from Mark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark Mark Schindler from his uh, um, article today, uh, his last fifteen games, Hawkins is averaging sixteen point nine points, four point two boards, two point nine assists, shooting fifty one percent from the field, getting to the line more, playing strong defense, rarely turns the ball over, and. Uh, just off good decision making for the season, he's at a sixty point seven percent true shooting. Like he's having a great season. He's having a great season, not just for a rookie. For like you know, he's having a good, like a really good season. Yeah. And if Miami signed a role player for like the mid level exception, and they got the, the production that Heim is getting, we would be going crazy. Exactly. Imagine if Josh Richardson was giving <laughs> them what Heim is giving them. You know the other thing I, I don't know who tweeted this. Somebody said that like if Jaime was a if Jaime was a free agent next year, he'd be getting like 14, 15 million dollars in free agency yeah. after the year that he's having. Uh Weird Al yeah. says uh is more consistent than G's camera. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. At, without without a doubt. Oh, I should have worn my uh, should have worn my Heat Christmas shirt. They Mickey <laughs> Arison gave shirts. That would have been festive. I'll wear it next time. I'll wear, next I'll wear, time, I'll, next I'll wear time. it next episode. Yeah. Wear my aloe. I wear my aloe shirt today. I'm I'm a big aloe guy, Frankie. I, I went to shop at aloe, and uh, I'm never going back. <laughs> Jimmy converted going. you. I, I'm a victim of athlete marketing. <laughs> I'm just. I, I even got the hat. I just didn't feel like it. But the UPS hat, oh as Chad God. said, um, it's a nice hat. Got you. I got the trucker. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Pistons just lost their 27th game in a row. Uh, oh, it was Boston. Damn, I, I really thought Boston might be able to do it. Free Jade and Ivy. Was it a sweater? Was it or was it just a blowout? Uh, da, 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 da. did they play today? I don't see it. I thought they played Boston next. Uh, they Google. lost to the Nets today, 118, 112. Uh, oh my god, bro, the and they lost, bro. I, I cry in the locker room if I'm Kate after that. I and quietly, the Heat almost lost to them in the first game of the season. Oh, yeah, Thursday. 7:30 Celtics Pistons. I'm sorry, that's must watch TV for me. <laughs> that is, I I said Frankie. I made the argument to my friends. I think the Pistons losing streak is good for the league. You know what's crazy too? I, I heard this uh, on a podcast. I forgot who, but the Pistons started off two and one. Yeah, they they almost started off three and zero. Oh. Almost, not almost. for the Heat blowing it. Uh, Shrivens. I'm telling you, I think that this is good for the league. I think that 
the Pistons now I'm I want to watch to see if they can if they're if they're gonna break it. Like Thursday, 7:30, I am watching Derek White fight for his life against oh, a hungry Jade Jaden Ivy and Kate Cunningham. I, I'm watching too. I'm and and for it to be at Boston. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then nobody wants to be the ones. So the other thing is that everybody who plays Detroit is like playing it like game seven of the finals. Because you don't want to be the team to lose to them. Guys, I got great news. Yeah, he don't play them till March. Yeah, so no. There's oh no way this is it's gonna be us. Or it's gonna be the worst loss in the history of <laughs> one of the two. Uh, cause the, if the heat were going to play them, it was going to be us. We somehow see them three times in March, uh, whatever, <laughs> including a back-to-back, but we, we avoid them until March. That's if good. We saw them now. It'd be so, it'd be so cooked. Oh, it'd be over. Jimmy, good. Jimmy would put up 12 points. <laughs> Jimmy wouldn't play. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Chat's right. Sandwich says if Boston loses a Derek White all-star gender will be dead. I, I, I hate that. I hate the Derek White all-star thing. We are all Pistons fans on Thursday. We are all Pistons fans on Thursday. I don't know, Frankie, is there anything else you want to add about Jaime Hawkins Jr.? I, I think that you're right in that none of those guys in the award chase have really separated themselves to a place that you're just like, okay, well, Jaime just cannot catch that guy. I feel like they're all Within striking distance, obviously, he's not the favorite. I think that some of those other guys that you mentioned are, are probably going to get a bigger media look. And I, and I obviously, like, it's going to be tough for a rookie to get it. And obviously, yeah. listen, we didn't talk about this today, but I think that Jaime, while he's very good defensively, has some work to do on that end. I think that, you know, he, he can improve a little bit. I think that on quicker guards, he struggles a bit. I think at the end of games, you know, sometimes his decision making is, you know, not the best. I think you saw in that Bucks game a little bit. Uh, he got he got targeted uh, by Giannis, and obviously, listen, Giannis is Giannis is awesome. So you know he's going to do that to you. So it's not like an indictment on him, but you know that guys are going to huh? That that was stuff we knew. Like when we when we were talking about his uh, when you know I, I I mentioned this before on tw- on Twitter, but like when people were talking about his athletic questions, it wasn't about can he dunk. Like he had a a forty inch vertical or something like that. He was he was highly. Uh, he tested high, very highly at verticality. His lateral quickness, he was like 35th out of 68 uh, um, uh, prospects in, in this last um, combine. And that's mediocre for, for that. for that, And that's just in that draft. Like he, That was where his question marks are when he's switching onto a, a quicker guard. And you saw that Jalen Brunson, uh, that, that game that he blew, Jalen Brunson was targeting him. There's, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the Bucks. Giannis, he's he's a big, strong dude, but he's also only like six, 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 seven. So it's got, you know, Giannis is gonna have his way with that kind of guy. Uh, but against smaller guards, he's good. He's he's great. Uh, m- most guys he can guard and, and size up if, if need be. But yeah, there will definitely be guys on almost every team that can target him and uh, make it make it a little difficult for him. Chat is roasting me. They're saying that uh, Lecce's commissioner said, are we just going to ignore that we roasted G's wardrobe so bad he started buying clothes called Aloe? <laughs> um, listen, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there was one episode where we had on uh, Jasmine, the maybe the funniest person on NBA Twitter, 
and she roasted my collars so bad. I never, I tried never to wear like a dead collar. Now I just buy like, I make sure I, I almost wear like the best clothes I have or like t-shirts and stuff to, to, uh, to not get roasted. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Jasmine, Jasmine cooks most people. Bro, I wore nice clothes and chat said I looked like a UPS driver last time. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm looking at these uh, six-man candidates and like everybody's averaging like almost the same thing as, as Hawk is. It's the the one, if anything, it's like one point more, and but that's like all they do. Like Hardaway has averages uh, 17.4 points per game, but he's doesn't do anything else. Zero blocks, 0.4 steals, 1.5 assists, like doesn't contribute any other way. Cole Anthony is good, but like it's guys like that, like good players, but it's, I think, I think hockey, we can make a run. We can make a run here. They can make a run. You know, Frankie, he's, you know what I, the, the thing that I think that he has over so many of those guys and so many rookies too. And, and I know Siobhan talked about this today on Twitter. It's the body control that he has when he goes into when he goes at guys with those spin moves and everything, the, the hang time he has, it's not like Dwayne Wade hang time, you know, where he's like flying. It's old he, man Wade. He contorts and gets just enough elevation, just enough body control, just enough hang time to kind of get the defender moving one way, able to kind of sneak by. He, you know, he can hop too. I mean, he can dunk and he he's he's had a few beautiful ones. It's kind of like when he gets the step, it's almost like he falls and like flies past dudes and, and then does these finishes, the up fakes. I mean, the fact that he has a pump and go, it's just mm -hmm. so huge. He's been, so, he's been a, a good enough shooter that teams have to respect the, the pump and he's been going, which it's even better when he's going to the rim. He has such a complete polished game that if this is who he was as an NBA player, you're happy. Yeah. Which I think you hope that he gets better. And I think that's like one of the concerns people are like, well, how much better can he get from here? I think that he can improve defensively some. I think his shooting can improve a little bit. I think, I mean, his ball handling is really good in the open court. I think that, you know, you want him to kind of get more comfortable running more pick and roll. I think he's run, he, you know, frankly, one of the things he does is he runs pick and roll with Kyle. They've run the more kind of an inverted pick and roll. And teams aren't really switching that. Or if they do, he's just bigger than guys. And he's getting the angle. Sometimes teams will screen and he'll kind of do, he'll he'll kind of spin away from the screen while faking going that way. It's like things like that, that they just have like this actual creativity on offense. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot we can see more from him. You kind of want to expand his role as much as possible and, and just to see, What's the limit? What's where's he struggling at that it can't grow? Um, the ball handling, I think he could get um, could be a little crisper with the ball handling. Uh, he did, but he does such a good job at getting to his spots without um, needing to be a flashy ball handler. Uh, very efficient at getting there. Uh, I'd like to see him more in isolation and pick and roll, ball handling, making decisions like that, like seeing testing his. Uh, um abilities when he's facing a switch big you know trying to see that can he that hit the, can he that in the playoffs teams? can he blow matter. by guys that's gonna matter yeah those stuffs are gonna matter can, i i want to see him handle the fucking ball um 
as a six man. I want to see him bringing the ball up instead of Caleb and Josh. <laughs> I was listening to Mick's bag and and they brought up the uh, Alf brought up the stats that Jablanka uh, provided with that that Caleb and Josh hold on to the ball too much. And you know they they're good talented players that can attack a closeout and bring the ball up, but you don't want them holding on to the ball. I'd rather see Hawkins move the ball, find the weak spot of the defense, manipulate the defense, read uh, the help for, you know, I, I've seen him make the skip passes and stuff, but can he manipulate, force the help to come and, and then read the defense like that? There's a lot of stuff he can still improve on and you want to test where it's at in the NBA uh, and doing it on a, a frequent level. I think he has a lot of those skills, but it's just about, you know, sharpening it. And I bet you is. Uh, weird elf says um i also think he can get in better shape i think he can get yeah. stronger he's only 22 uh, about to be 23 i think um he can get stronger yeah and he he's already get, strong exactly but like get like physically more like stronger. year with an nba training staff exactly exactly because you know there, there's a, always the rookie wall and so far he's he's been great he's had a couple games where he's hasn't shot the ball well and and stuff but um overall like that probably happens at some point. He, his body just doesn't hold up. He's had he's had um, injury issues in college, uh, a lot of bad an ankle injuries. Uh, sounds familiar, Jimmy Butler. Um, but you know, there's stuff he can always improve on, and I I just want to see what's the limit with this kid. He's I, and like you said, if there if this is the limit, like it's still a really good player, bro. If he just averages this for the rest of his career, like who's who's mad? Like obviously yeah. that's not gonna happen. And listen, guys can regress. I mean, we saw Winslow, a guy that, you know, regressed a little bit. Josh is a guy that had his best year, really his rookie year, and then just kind of uh, calmed down. <laughs> I saw yeah. an, an older comment. You see where... Duncan. Duncan's first full year shot the the, the ball well, got, got some injuries, got some playing time issues and stuff yeah. like that. Like, stuff happens all the time. You know, Duncan, I just saw a stat. Um uh, Jeff Nicholas tweeted, uh, Duncan Robinson is currently shooter a higher percentage from three than he did in 2020. And I checked and he is crazy. He's Frankie. He's MIP, MIP, MIP. He, he's shooting 45% from three on seven attempts. Honestly, is Dunk are Duncan and uh, Jaime going to fight for six man of the year? I didn't even think of that. I think. I think Jaime is, I think Jaime is a little better. Let hold on. Let's let's look at some. So advanced metrics say Duncan Robinson is better than Jaime. Jaime like uh, uh, Duncan threes EPM does not really like Jaime. And I've asked people, and they say that it's mostly because of his defense. Um, yeah. Because I I was like, why are advanced metrics not loving, you know Jaime? And they're like. Ah, rookie stuff, but pretty much his defense is just not, you know, off not ball. There. Yeah, off ball. He's get he's gotten. Uh, I think the Magic game, he got exploited and, and was getting cut on a lot. Duncan, uh, has Duncan. Sorry, plus, I was gonna a plus EPM. He's has he's adding two two point. His win share is two point three. Uh, estimated win share on, on dunks and threes, and his offensive EPM is plus two. I mean, it's just really good. No, I, Duncan has a reserve. Uh, according to B, a B ball reference, uh, 50% from the field, 43 from three, 92 from the line, 66.8% true shooting. I was going to bring up that he can have a 50, 40, 90 season. I mean, you're saying it, he already is doing it as a reserve. Yeah. 
right now he's at 40 he's at 49% from the field, 45% from 3 and 85% from the line. So, he can do it. Sneaky 50-40-90 candidate. He's been at outstanding. I mean, obviously a career year for for Duncan. I mean, the assists. I mean, that's this is a Duncan pod, but the, <laughs> Frankie, Duncan never averaged more than Duncan never got to averaging two assists a game in his career. No. He's averaging three this year. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, man. He's, uh, he, you know, he was a mainstay and a focus of the offense uh, the first couple of years, but it wasn't like to this extent where they they can. He's affecting the weak side too, and and he's moving the ball even when they're not running things for him. There, there's a lot of uh, stuff they're still running through him, and he he can catch the ball, get so much attention, and they're they're utilizing his uh gravity on the weak side better than they have uh man he's he's been awesome We're, they got two six man candidates uh no assets what a time what a time those could have been joe cronin's as bronx joker says that they're gonna have to extend duncan again and i'm like will you extend duncan again i go buddy they're gonna have to consider how much they're gonna have to pay him again Underpaid. Would, yeah, they're gonna have to pay him well again. i don't know about that because he's already 29 if I mean, let's <laughs> yeah let's let's this might be under, under, under 30, baby. You know, top top 30 <laughs> under 30. Um <laughs> guys, thanks for rocking with us on Boxing Day. As I said, shout out Liverpool. Um, shout out top of the table. Shout out Jaime Hawkes. Shout out Miami Heapy. What a, what another almost another almost another year in the books. I believe our last show of the year is going to be Thursday against the Warriors. So come with us. I will be on. Pablo will be on. I, I will see who else is going to join us that night it's a west coast trip so a bit of a late start but that'll be our final pot of the year so make sure um i see chat saying fuck liverpool fuck you how about that how about <laughs> that make sure to tune in uh for that post game should be a lot of fun hopefully the detroit pistons beat the celtics so we can celebrate on the show we'll have a good time uh, close the year out strong i love you guys hope you guys if you celebrate had a beautiful wonderful christmas and for all my Jewish friends this month, celebrated Hanukkah. Hope everybody who celebrates all holidays this season had a great one. And hopefully New Year's is just as wonderful and spectacular. Careful, COVID's going around, guys. Stay safe. Mask up. Keep your loved ones safe. And uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Happy Chinooka. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.